But uh, we're going to get into it. So uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we have an amazing guest today. Oh. Uh, one of my favorite people. Ambitious. Thank you. Smart, beautiful, um, mature. Okay. And just like forward thinking, right? Um, but doesn't play when it comes to business. So don't <laughs> let all this, don't let the whole little don't smile fool you. you. Okay. No, <laughs> uh, but welcome to the show, uh, whatever the name of the show is called. Dana Thomas. Okay. Hey. Thank you for having me. You know I support you in anything you do, David. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. to have you. I'm, I'm ready to learn, okay? Yeah. I really, I, I, I got you on for the podcast, for everybody else, but really I want to learn from you every oh, yeah. chance I get. Oh, my so, goodness. So introduce to the people your, uh, you know, what you do. Hey, everyone. I'm Dana Thomas. I am an entertainment and entrepreneurship attorney based in Atlanta. I work with clients all throughout the country, but essentially what I do is I assist entrepreneurs with building, starting, protecting their businesses and their brands, and I assist entertainers with the transactions when it comes to their business and their brand as well. So a huge part of me is I am such a supporter and a believer in entrepreneurship, in the entrepreneurship mindset, in living a life that you love and not being held down by fear or any other constraints, and so I create different tools um, books. I've written a book and um, online course in different ways to just help you become an entrepreneur if that's what you want to do. So every time I get around David, that's what we talk about. So that's what I love. Good, good. Yeah. So you see a lot of beginning entrepreneurs, right? Mm -hmm. And in the mind of an entrepreneur that's starting out, yo, we want to do the cool stuff. Okay, I want to come up with the name, the colors, the website, the brand, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I ain't really got time for an attorney right now, and I ain't got the money because it's going. Y'all gonna cost at least a hundred thousand dollars. So a hundred thousand. Why? I mean, in, in our mind, we like okay. an attorney. My gosh, right. it's like having a doctor without insurance. You don't want to go to the hospital. You don't got no insurance. It's gonna cost That's at least a hundred thousand right. dollars. That's so, right. Why, like, why do people have that mindset about attorneys? Why are y'all so scary? You know what? I think it's because, you, honestly, a lot of my clients, it's their first time ever interacting with an attorney. And I think it's because normally an, attorneys in general don't speak the language of passionate people. And so my clients are entertainers and entrepreneurs. So those are people that are driven by passion. And that's what I'm driven by. I'm not doing anything unless I'm passionate about it. And I, so I think that that's how I connect with people. Um, a lot of times that first interaction is either um, online through what I'm talking about on social media and I don't just talk about law I talk about marketing branding the mindset um, teaching about different things or an in-person like presentation that I have and I think a lot of times people just get that vibe from me that I'm not just an attorney like that's why I don't call myself a business lawyer I'm not a business lawyer I don't just work with the business. I'm an entrepreneurship lawyer or entrepreneurship attorney because it takes so much more when you work with entrepreneurs. Like I'm helping you with your mindset. I'm helping you when you don't feel that great today. You can give me a call um, or even just different avenues when it comes to entrepreneurship. So yes, I do help you with the contracts, the trademarks, the copyrights, the business entities. I help with all of that too. But if you kind of get stuck in the struggle or in the midst of things, you know, I'm a person that's on your team to help the business grow and develop. So how soon do I need you? Because quiet, quiet is kept. When I started my company, I didn't trademark my logo for mm -hmm. like six months. Yeah, okay. And I was selling a bunch of shirts yeah. too. Like ET wore my joint, it was all over. But how soon, realistically, should I call you? Right, and so I think it's whenever you're comfortable. And first, a lawyer does not have to be so much money. There are different price points and different um, strategies and different priorities that we can set for you. Um, but honestly, I would say whenever you're ready. Um, because 
what I don't want you to do as an entrepreneur is to be so scared of all the things that you're supposed to do at a certain period of time that you just don't do it, right? And so um, I would say the best time, of course, is in the beginning just to start with the consultation to get an idea of what that roadmap is. And so my consultations, I give a roadmap. This is the first thing that we need to do. Let me teach you about trademarks. Let me teach you about owning your logo. Let me teach you about the LLC and what the difference is with the corporation and which one you need. How do you protect your LLC? So those are the things that we talk about in the beginning. And so it's your choice on what you want to start with, right? So for, for example, with the trademark, right? You talked about you didn't um, trademark your brand until about six months in. Six months honestly isn't that long. Um, but I've seen people who are using a brand name that they just, you know, thought of or started using it. And then later on, they find out that there's two or three other companies that's using the same name or the same logo. And so that's an issue because now if I'm Googling or trying to find your company and I find all these other companies, everything that you're doing marketing-wise online could be for no reason because when they're Googling the name, they're finding this other company. Or another company already has a trademark for that name, so you can't even use it and you've mm. already invested in the brand. So when you initially speak with me, I am not not a type of lawyer that's like you need this you need like get this trademark or else like I'm not like that I want to educate you on the process and when you feel comfortable moving forward then you know hopefully the choice will be for me to work on your team gotcha what I like about you too because you're not just an attorney you're an entrepreneurship oh, yeah. attorney yeah, so yeah. like she's going to do the contracts and all that kind of stuff advise you but also coach you because you've seen yeah. a lot of businesses yeah. fail yeah in the front end, like before they even get started, which mm -hmm. is discouraging, right? And you know what? This is what I think about that whole statistic about failing, right? Like, there's a stat out there that says, like, whatever percent of businesses fail in the first year or the first five years, those stats come, in my opinion, those stats come from what people tend to put on their tax return, right? And so if Good you make $100,000 in your first year, you had a booming business, you made $100,000, are entrepreneurs that are smart really gonna pay taxes on the whole $100,000? There are ways mm. to do it that are not evasive because there's something that you can do which is deducting your, um, your business expenses. And so in order to make $100,000, you have to spend and invest in your business. So if you've spent $80,000 on your business, which is realistic if you count mileage, if you count any travel, any kind of marketing, anything that you've been doing to help the business, that looks like your net income is $20,000. And so that sounds like a failure, but in actuality, your revenue is $100,000. And so that's very real when it comes to entrepreneurship in general. So don't get discouraged by these stats out there. It doesn't matter what, what anybody else says about what you can do, can't do, what the trend is. If this is what you want to do, then make sure you're educated enough to pursue it. That's crazy, because I, like my first four years of business, I did well. But Uncle Sam will look at it like, yo, this guy's a failure. Exactly. Because <laughs> at That's the end of the I'm year, saying. especially if you're not like, you're not on like taxes like that. Mm -hmm. End of the year, you get, you file your taxes mm -hmm. and your guy says, yo, you can either pay $20,000 right now mm -hmm. or we can do it some other ways. Right. And when, let me say this. When we say some other ways, it's not illegal ways not or illegal. anything yeah, like that. Yeah. We have a choice as entrepreneurs on how much we want to deduct. So if mm -hmm. I want, say for instance, if I want to buy a house next year, right, that would not make sense for me to deduct $80,000 if I want to buy a house because then it's going to look like right. I only make $20,000, right? right? So I have a choice on what I want to deduct. And so, you know, I can take advantage of all my other deductions, like David is saying was in his situation. You can take advantage of 
everything, utilities, you know, part of your phone bill, part of your, your rent, um, if you work from home, all these things are part of your business expenses, which can bring your taxable income down, you know, which could look like a failure, but in actuality, you're just being smart with your money. Absolutely, being strategic. So this is probably, last year I had to pay a bunch of money, and I, I didn't write off as much as I could mm -hmm. because... I'm in the process of buying a house. Exactly. But I didn't know those first few years. I'm like, yo, I'm good. Off, Listen, yeah. take this $300 <laughs> I'm paying taxes, yeah. right? Um, but yep. then it looks like, yo, you made $8,000. And who's <laughs> going to give you a loan off $8,000, exactly. right? Exactly. So I had to pay a lot more than I wanted to. But um, but yeah, that, that makes sense. So it's not illegal, right? Yeah, it's like, it's do I want to deduct that much? Right. I leased my car. Yep. Um, and I, you know, obviously the reason I leased is because um, I found out that you can write off yep. all of that lease Exactly. Payment. And so those are things like in entrepreneurship like that I teach about. Like there's no service. I'm not a, an accountant. I'm not a tax lawyer. There's no service that I'm trying to pitch by me teaching you about this. It's just the genuineness of me wanting you to be an informed entrepreneur from the beginning. And so that's the benefit of working with an attorney like me from the beginning so that there's less, you know, potholes and things that you're, you're not expecting later on. Right. And I know your story, but I think it's interesting uh for other people to hear how you kind of started out as being an attorney with a job and yeah. one day you was like eh, yeah. i don't think it's gonna work yeah <laughs> okay so um i was in law school throughout law school i thought that i was going to be like everyone else in terms of like it was like a robot like you have to do this do this do this and then you get a job at a big firm where you're making six figures and you're hating your life because you're working 80 hours a week and i'm like okay well that's what being a lawyer is about um, and I was honestly like doing that at first and then I realized like that's really not what I want to do and I realized that when I was working with um, other attorneys other small firms um, particularly because my marketing brain came on my background is in marketing that's where I got my degree um, at Georgia State in marketing and so when I started working for these firms I had so many ways on how to make their business better so these are firms that have been in business for like 10 years or whatever it might be and so I started to redesign some of their logos, websites, different things like that. And I realized like, why am I doing all of this for them when I could just do it for myself? Mm -hmm. um, because I did have a passion for owning my own law firm. I just didn't know when it was gonna happen. Right. Um, and so I actually planned my whole firm out while I was still in law school. Um, I was telling everyone that I was going to start my firm um, right after law school. Everyone thought that I was crazy. <laughs> you know, they would say, how are you going to do that? Like, how are you going to get clients? Every possible fear that they might have had on themselves, they were trying to project on me. Um, but of course, as we know, as entrepreneurs, it, we have to ignore the noise. And yeah. so that's what I did um, as much as I could. But honestly, I got offered a job without even applying. I didn't apply for any jobs at all, but I still got offered one. And that little piece of fear that was still lingering, right, made me take that job. I start, started working with them for about three months. Hold on, hold on. Frank, Frank, can you take that outside? We're recording. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I forgot where is that. Hold on. Um, okay, so I started working with them for about three months. Um, and then my boss said something that was so rude to me. Um, she said, well, what do you want me to say that we want you to feel comfortable here because I'm just not. <laughs> and, you know, that's when it hit me. That pull that I felt like God was pulling me towards starting my firm. Um, I was like, you know what, that's it. Like, there's no reason that I need to come to a job that I'm not loving, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I've worked so hard to get here. So I quit that day and started my firm one month later. So and when you quit, hold on, mm -hmm. when you mm -hmm. quit, 
obviously your income stops mm -hmm. from that job, mm -hmm. right? So how do you how do you make the decision to quit? Because I'm not I didn't quit my job, just quit it, mm -hmm. right? So I built my business for two and a half years, right. and I was able to sustain my income before I left. Right. But when you quit, like, are you thinking of your bills or how you're gonna make money or what are you thinking? Of? You know what? Um, no, I wasn't scared about that um, because I know that there are always options, and so. Some options might be better than others, and some, you know, for me, what I did, when I took out a small personal loan, and I had some credit cards that I could back up if I needed to. Mm -hmm. um, and so I only took one month off. I was able to, you know, take care of my bills for that one month. And then I'm, like, honestly, I got my first client my first day open. Mm -hmm. And so when I told everyone the world that the law firm of Dana Thomas was open, that's when I got my first phone call. It's actually someone that I went to middle school with um, and he saw that I had opened my firm and wanted to give me a shot. Um, but something that's super important about that, why I wasn't scared, is because I did a lot of buildup before I actually just went on my own. Like while I was still in law school, I was blogging, I had a website, like I, my whole brand and everything was entertainment and entrepreneurship law, even though I was still in law school. So I would write articles online, I would, you know, share posts that had to do with entertainment and entrepreneurship law, like so much that when people saw me, that's what they thought. You know, I would try, some people would actually call me or email me thinking that I was already a lawyer mm. when I was in law school because of the way that I branded myself online. And so it's so important when you are planning to start your own business, you have to start the branding before you open your doors. Because if, if you want to be a photographer or open you know, a photography business and nobody knows that you take pictures, you think right. you're going to open and people are going to hire you, they're like, no, I thought you were working for Coca-Cola. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you have to be doing that branding a couple of years before then. And so I was confident that my branding um, that I had built up to that point would give me you know, some credibility when I first started. And you know, it, it did, honestly, it did. Take so, notes, take yeah. notes, because there's so many people that just quit off of emotion. Yeah, no. Because they're <laughs> mad, they don't like their boss, and I quit, and then they walk out the door, then they gotta figure it out. Yeah, and so I'm not promoting just quitting your job like that. I know my strengths, and so some, my strength is marketing. Like, I am very good at it, that's where my background is. Like, I'm good with that. I could build websites, I can make logos, I can do all of those things, and I was confident in my skills as a lawyer, and I also had some backup mentors who were like, you know what, if you need anything I got you and so you have to make sure that you have this you know um, this this package of things to make you feel as confident as I was when I started yeah. you know if I wasn't good at marketing like it would be a totally different story <laughs> marketing is so important yeah. so you know you can't just be a lawyer and think your business is gonna do well you could be the best lawyer ever but if nobody knows about you and nobody likes you and nobody cares about you and nobody's inspired by you it's not gonna work so have you and it's working now. Would you would you say that your business it's working, is working? Yes. Okay, cool. God is good. Um, have you had some like ups and downs in your business, or has it kind of steady, steadily grown? You know, I want to be as honest as possible, but I'm I'm such a positive person. Like, I, whenever I do go through something that seems to be a downfall to other people. Like, I see it in a different way. And I think that that's something that's so important for entrepreneurship in general. It's like, your mind has to work in a different way than, than normal people. When there is a downfall for whatever it might be, you know, you can't look at it as a potential failure or anything negative. Think about the positivity that comes for it or how you fix it. But in terms of, like, income-wise, I mean, it, it has steadily grown. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but you know, some months have been better than others um, in last year. Now it's pretty consistent. Um, but nothing that has really made me feel like, oh man, what am I gonna do about my bills this month? Really? Like, should I have done this? Nothing, nothing like that at all. Man, um, yeah. when I was at the kiosk, there'd be some months where you have sales, but because you have so much overhead, you're not, yeah. you're not making money. Yeah. And that's when the thought comes in, like, yo, I want to talk about that. Should too. I Uber? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> maybe I, maybe I'll just Uber. And that's so crazy. And I think those are like really the the devil's thoughts in your mm -hmm. head, like, yo, it is. Maybe I need to be doing something else because you have a bad month or you have a yep. bad week. And you know what? You mentioned something that's like one of my keys to entrepreneurship. You have to keep your expenses low, right? Mm -hmm. And so you have a kiosk, so you had, you know, that monthly rent. You had people that were helping, right? And so sometimes it's necessary. But if you don't have to have all these expenses, don't do it. You don't need a fancy office. You don't need a second phone. You don't need a new computer. You don't need any of that stuff, you know? So just take it little by little. You can upgrade to the fancier stuff as you're making more money. So have that as a gift to yourself. When you reach this level of income, then you upgrade to a second phone. Then you upgrade to a location. So, but you also have to know the difference between investments and expenses. An investment is gonna make you more money. An expense will not make you more money, all yep. right? And yep. so just make sure that you know the difference. Keep expenses low, um, and that will help also to eliminate some of that pressure that you have with your new expenses with the new business. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I've been on this journey where I've been meeting a lot of minimalists. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. people who really live below their means. Yep. So, and I, I, I like being, you know, transparent. People know me, no, I don't care. So right now I have, I have a Lexus mm -hmm. and my lease is about to be up. So they called me and like, yo, you want to get a 2018 Lexus? Mm -hmm. I'm like, maybe, but <laughs> I've also been looking at a BMW, mm -hmm. right? Cause I really want a BMW. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. I just want that joint. But then I was thinking to myself, I wonder if my, my pride can handle me going to get like a Toyota or a Corolla or a Nissan or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. And like, this is a decision that I'm going to have to make to see if, um, if I'm That's really real. stuck on like these things. Cause it's not that I can't afford the car, right. but I want to know on my, like for my own heart and my yeah. own pride and my own arrogance, if I can humble myself yeah, for four you years. Can. You can, David. I, 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 start, I don't want to though. When you start <laughs> seeing your savings account yeah. go, like you can trust yeah. me and it's gonna be so worth it because you have to like ignore what it looks like now because you have to know like you know what in five years i'm about to be this or that you know what i'm saying yeah. so even though people might not understand everything that you're doing and the choices you make they don't have to understand your choices and your decisions because you know what you're leading up to yeah. you know um, i don't want to be like because my my income is going up and i'm tempted mm -hmm. to like raise my bills too. Yeah. So yes, my, one option happens. is, okay, I, Ooh, look, I, I can get the little BMW. I ain't mad at that because I'm making <laughs> more money. So that's one option. One option is to like grow my lifestyle with my income or one option is to keep my lifestyle the same as my income grows. Mm -hmm. But I think my third option is kind of like going the total opposite way as my income grows, my expenses. And you know lower. what? There's, there's a happy medium, right? Mm -hmm. Because of course, if you can afford to, to buy a house, right? You wanna buy a house. Mm. But those are things that increase in value, you know? So of course, if you're renting, if you buy a house, you're gonna to have to pay more in your mortgage. Um, honestly, it's probably not even gonna be that much more when yeah. it comes down to it.
All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
but it's an asset. It's something that you can get cash from. It's something that's going to make you more money, you know. And so I think, you know, you can get over the ego thing. And Mario, let me say this. Let me say this, too, about, um, <laughs> about minimalism, right, because you mentioned that. When I first started my law firm, I cut my cable. I stopped getting my nails done. I stopped getting my hair done. I stopped doing a whole lot of things that I was doing before because I was trying to reduce my bills and expenses as much as possible. Like, what can go? I'm like, you know, I don't need cable. I can do Netflix. I don't need this. I don't need that. And so I reduced it a lot. And I definitely recommend that for any entrepreneur that feels like they're not making enough money or um, that is nervous about the amount of money that you're going to make if you did quit your job or take, you know, less hours, whatever it might be. Look at your expenses. I wrote down everything in a spreadsheet. Um, and I started eliminating stuff, you know, see what you can reduce, what you can eliminate. Um, so that way you don't have so much pressure on how much money you have to make. Yeah, I was, I was talking to my boy G actually in another interview. And I asked him a question like, why do people care what other people think? Mm -hmm. And I'm saying it from an inspirational, motivational speaker standpoint, right? But then I started to think the only reason that I don't go get a, another higher end car mm -hmm. And I don't go get a, um, you know, like a little Honda Civic or something like that, or something that, that would get me from point A to point B is because I really care what other people think. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to That's real. I don't really like driving my truck that much to the complex because people will see like, oh, that's a 2001? Oh, David, I thought you was popping. Let me tell you, Dave, when, when you get over that, you will see how much faster your life projects. I'm about to do For it. For real, because you know what? All the things that we're sacrificing right now, whether that's image, whether that's the car that we really want, it's not because this is how we're going to live for the rest of our lives. It's because we know that it's better and smarter than what the average person is doing right now. Yeah. And so it might take time, might take a couple of years. Like I, my thought right now, I'm not upgrading my car until I can pay for it cash because I don't like bills, right? So why you would I get... You bought a little castle though. You bought a little baby castle just there. Thank you. <laughs> I saw the pictures. <laughs> But, that, but it was important for me to get that before a car. You know what I'm mm. saying? So it's like when you are an entrepreneur and you're depending on yourself, you have to think differently than the other, other people. Yeah. You know, those things, your priorities <sighs> will be very different. And so that's where it comes back to the mind. You know I what know. I'm saying? I'm about to get like a Fiat. I'm going to get a little Fiat. <laughs> Yo, next time y'all see me pulled up in a little Fiat, you know me? <laughs> I, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Yes, I'm, I'm gonna hold you right to now. that yes. now, though. You just yes, told me. Please. Okay. I'm going to do it. My lease is up. What September or something like that, and I'm a lease yeah. like a 2018 something really, really average. Yeah. And by the time the four years comes around or three years when yeah. I'm you should it. always be looking for as an entrepreneur I believe that you should always be looking for ways to reduce your your monthly bills mm. you know what I'm saying whether that's you got to stop using your credit cards and just pay them off every so often or you know if you are getting out of a lease getting something that's less expensive or you know cutting certain utility bills or whatever for a certain period of time until you can get back up there like all, every month you need to be looking for ways like how can I reduce because the more and a lot of times it's not because we don't make enough money it's because we spend too much money yeah. you know what I'm saying we yeah. spend too much money um, and so I think those are some keys that you guys really need to understand when it comes to entrepreneurship and just eliminating that fear about money yeah I, I'm gonna do it for two reasons one I want to save money uh, more money obviously but just so I can prove to myself that I don't care about what people think that's good yeah that's, I'm gonna do I'm it hold that to you oh! Oh, this is my favorite interview right here. That's what's up. That's right. a commitment. Yes, it is a commitment. So yeah. now let's, let's, okay, we talked about saving money. Let's talk about making money. Okay. 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 You are um, a digital income earner, 
Like you would prefer. That's one way, yeah. You would prefer to do this interview on Zoom. Um, yeah, for the most, I like a lot, I like online courses and different things like mm -hmm. online mediums because I feel like I can reach more people that way. Mm -hmm. um, and so I can get a lot more done that way. Um, and so I was just telling David too, like a lot of the work that I used to do at first when I was first building my business was a lot of in-person. Like I would take a lot of in-person presentations, start, you know, a lot of in-person consultations, in-person, in-person, everything. But once you start to get more, I guess, popular in your business, it's hard to do in-person for everything and everyone because, again, there's only so much time in the day. Um, and so I want to reach more people. So I really like to do you know, digital platforms, um, online courses, webinars, all that stuff because I can share what I share in person but with people outside of the state you know, in different um, you know, locations and things like that and at different levels. Yeah, yeah, got you. So what would you suggest somebody starting off that, cause I think we're in this age where we want to work smarter and not harder, mm -hmm. but even working smart takes hard work, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Can you explain that dynamic? Yes. Okay, so working smarter, not harder. What I see that as for me is, yes, I'm a lawyer. There are things that require my um, time and attention, writing contracts, drafting things, all that stuff. I have to do that every single time a client needs it, right? But I don't want to be doing that for the rest of my life because when am I going to get to kick back and retire if people are constantly needing me to draft something, file something, right? So that's what I'm doing right now. That's the bread and butter. But I'm also, I've also started online courses with teaching people legal aspects of entrepreneurship, marketing for your business, branding, getting and keeping clients, um, the entrepreneurial mindset. So I actually have an online course for that now. But even though that's on autopilot now, building that yeah. was a lot of work. Yeah. It took me like a year, I'd say, to build it. And, and a part of that was procrastination because I am working full-time in my law firm um, and because I did everything myself in terms of the website and the branding and the promo. Um, but it takes a lot of work to do it up front. There's no like cutting corners when it comes to, you know, an entrepreneurship, especially in the beginning. You know, later on, this is why we're working so hard. So later on, we can coast, you know, at some point. Um, but it takes a lot of effort, energy, strategy, and a lot of acting on your ideas. And so I, not, I know a lot of you have ideas all throughout the day, throughout the week, and you just don't do anything about it. Like mm -hmm. that is holding you back from your destiny. When you get an idea about something, you need to do something about it right away. Like don't be scared. There's been times where like I thought of an idea in the shower, I got out the shower and I built the website for it. Like that's where, <laughs> <laughs> and I just like put everything I had to do for my law firm like aside for the day and I just did it because it's like when you get those visions, like I don't think, I don't believe that those are just like ideas that pop up because you're crazy or you just want to make money. I think those are visions from God, in my opinion, about what your life could be like if you just followed it. Mm. And so, you know, that's another part of, you know, being an entrepreneur is, you know, trusting yourself, trusting your gut and doing the work up front, you know. So I, I want to ask you because um, obviously we, we only have people that are successful that I'm going to be interviewing. And obviously success is relative, mm -hmm. right? Because People are looking at me as successful, but then I'm standing next to somebody who's, I was talking to a dude who makes $20,000 a week yesterday. Nice. <laughs> I'm like, I'm practically on the verge of homelessness <laughs> compared no, to him. Like, stay next to that dude, right? So success is relative, but um, we are winning in terms of what the average person mm -hmm. would be, you know, thinking. But what are you struggling with? Because I think we all, I don't care who you're talking all my, all my coaching clients, I tell them, if you want to meet somebody successful, right. I want you to ask them a question. 
what are you struggling with? Right. Because you're looking at them like idolizing, like they're so perfect. No, everybody's got stuff. Somebody's yeah. got something. So what are yours? What are your, what yeah. your struggles? So um, my struggle is delegating. And so it's very hard for me to give an important task to someone else to do. And so in one way that makes sense because as an entrepreneur, you have to be good at a lot of things and be able to do a lot of things. Um, but when you're at a stage of growth, there's no way that you can do everything, right? And so um, I'm doing better with delegating, but that's something that I do struggle with um, because I just feel like, honestly, that it can't be done as good as if I would do it, right? But of course, if I try to do everything myself, I'm gonna be at a standstill. So honestly, I'm getting over that. Um, I just hired an, an associate attorney. I have a few other people that work with me um, part-time. And so that's helped. And so don't be afraid to spend money to make money. Yeah. You know, that's super important. The first time that I ever paid another, a contract lawyer, which is someone that kind of takes on projects with my firm, the first time that I ever paid them um, to do work was the most money that I made in my business, like mm -hmm. so far, mm -hmm. you know, and you would think that, oh, I have to pay this person $800 to do these projects, like that's gonna bring my bottom line down. But that actually was the most money that I've ever made in my business at that time. Mm -hmm. um, and so don't be afraid to invest in your business. You have to keep up with your growth because if people are looking for you, but you don't have enough time to get to everybody, you know, then it's time to start changing some things. And for me, I had to get over that struggle of, delegating and letting other people kind of do some of the tasks that I do. So how do you get over it? And obviously you said that's something you struggle with, so you probably quite haven't figured out how to get over it, but like what are the steps that you're taking to get past that? Um, for me, training, um, I have to spend time training um, and that's, there's no way around that. Like I don't feel like I could, you could have been a lawyer or in my area of expertise for 20 years. I don't care because there's a way that I do it that you may not have been doing it for the past mm -hmm. 20 years. So um, if it's something for me when it comes to delegating, like I will feel comfortable, obviously, if you start doing it in a, or if you do it in a way that I'm comfortable with or that's similar to what I do. So for me, training, um, de delegating the time to train um, or dedicating the time to train has helped and just doing it, you know, at some point you just got to yeah. try it out. You know, even if you feel like you're not ready, let me tell you something. You're never going to be ready. Oh, no. <laughs> no. You're never going to be ready to do anything great or anything big. Never. Yep. To buy a house, to have a child, to get married, to start a business. You're never going to feel ready. So if you're waiting to feel ready to start your business or to do anything amazing, like you will be waiting forever. At mm. some point, you just have to do it and figure it out along the way. There's been times where I took clients when I have never done that type of contract before, but I'm taking this client because I know myself mm. and I know that I'm not gonna give you any product that I'm not a thousand percent comfortable with. Even if I charge you for two hours and it takes me 20 hours, you're gonna pay that two hours and I'm gonna take those 20 hours to do it, to make sure. So if I was to not start my firm until I knew how to do every single type of contract for every single type of situation, I would still be working somewhere where I'm not happy at. You know, so don't let anything hold you back. You'll learn everything along the way. Part of being an entrepreneur yeah. is learning. You'll never stop stop learning. Absolutely. Yeah. And obviously as an entrepreneur, we like be thinking business, business, but when you're at home mm -hmm. and there's no business to be done, there's always some business to be done, but when you're like, when- I decide to stop doing Yeah, yeah, when you decide, <laughs> when you're like just, when your mind isn't on business and you're all by yourself, what's going through your mind? Um, honestly, I think a lot about what, what's, what's next, mm -hmm. you know? And I, that might be along the lines of 
business, but it's not when I'm working because I, when I'm in the car driving, I think a lot about what, what am I going to do next? What is my next goal? What am I going to, whether it, and a lot of times it's not even with my law firm because I feel like that's straight. It's like, what, what else am I going to do to help impact people that I love, which are entrepreneurs? You know, what, what other platform can I use? What other strategy can I use? What other course can I come up with? How am I going to get, how am I gonna get this information in front of them? Um, and so, honestly, that's what I think about. So when um, you're not thinking about business, you're thinking about the next business. No, not the next business. <laughs> I'm thinking about the people. Mm. And like, even when I'm in church, like when I'm in church getting the word, a lot of times I'm not even applying it to my life. I'm like, how can I apply this for my students? You know what I'm saying? Like, how, mm. how can I turn this into something that's going to inspire them? And so that's just like how my brain works. And that's how I know that I'm in the right space because that's what, whenever I get any type of value that's kind of meant for me, I'm trying to think of how can I put it, package it in a way to present to, you know, people that I love working with. All right. Do you have a lot of friends? I have a lot of friends. So yeah. do you take downtime? What do you do on your downtime? On my downtime? Well, I have a son, so I play with him. Mm -hmm. um, we do different things, but I'm, I'm doing better now. Well, now that I've just closed on the house, I'm doing better now with um, social life. Okay. So um, okay. I'm taking a lot more lunches with friends now and um, trying to be more social. And, you know, there's, there's just different phases in life or in entrepreneurship. You know what I'm saying? Like before I was in like the grind, grind, grind mm -hmm. mode. Like you work and making as much money as possible. Now I feel like that's set and it's a certain steady amount. Um, and so I'm looking to focus on other things. So if you got like a party or an event or something, you know, let me know. Okay, so you're out here. Okay, <laughs> I ain't mad at that. So is it is it tough dating as an entrepreneur? Yes. <laughs> Yo, let me ask you a question. Would you date somebody that wasn't an entrepreneur? Yes. What I, or would I you prefer? No, I would. I prefer someone that's happy with their life. Mm. Like that. You could work a job. That I'm not against. I am not against people having jobs. What I talk and preach about is if you are unhappy in your job and you have a dream and a passion for starting your business, those are the people that I'm talking to. I'm not talking to people who are happy in their job. They like that security. They like their pension, their 401k, all that other stuff that I don't know much about because it's never applied to me. <laughs> right? Like, if you love that, then great. And I would totally date someone who has a job. You just have to be happy. Like, if you're going to work and you hate your job, I can't. I, I can't. You know, because that falls into other areas of your life, you know? So, um, so yeah, that, it doesn't matter, like, what you do. You just have to have a level of confidence in yourself. You have to be secure in yourself. You can't be intimidated by what I'm doing, you know, mm -hmm. and be a support system for me and so we could do that for each other. Uh, is your son going to college? If he wants to. <laughs> Are you going to push college? I don't know. I don't, honestly, there... I don't know. world might be different in 18 years. It might be different, but I know that he's going to start a business very young. I know that it's going to be in his name before mm -hmm. he's 18. I know that his credit is going to be starting when he's around, like, maybe before 10. When, as early as I can put his name right. on my credit card, I'm going to do that, you um, know, um, because that helped a lot for me. Like, that's what my dad did for me. He put me as an authorized user on his card. I have, like, 28, I think it's 18 years of credit history, Wow. you know, and so that helps with your credit, you know, so all these things, you, you know, that helps and things to learn along the way. But with my son, if he if he doesn't want to go to college, but he has a plan and I know in his personality mm -hmm. that he will achieve anything that he puts his mind to, like I'm all for what makes you happy as long as you feel like as long as you're keeping God first, you know, because that has helped me so much in 
all of my decisions, honestly, like it has. Um, and I wouldn't be able to do it without him. And that's not, that might sound cliche to some people, but that's just my story. Um, but yeah, as long as he you know, had that personality, that drive to do it, like I wouldn't push him to do anything that he doesn't want to do. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so yeah. last question. I like to make predictions. Oh, this is okay? so much fun. I like, I like predictions. So I want to know if you can predict what your life is going to look like in the next three to five years. What is Dana Thomas going to be Ooh. doing five years after this interview? Because I want to be able to point to it and say, yo, Dana did say she was going to be president of the oh, United States. Oh, you know no, I never, I have no interest in politics at all. Um, okay, so five years from now, um, I definitely see myself with at least another book um, that I want to promote on a higher scale. Mm -hmm. um, I see myself traveling, relating to that book. Mm -hmm. um, I see myself having another location for my law firm um, with attorneys that work there full time, mm -hmm. with me stepping in for bigger projects. I see a lot of my focus being on online courses because I love doing that and I feel like those are ways that I can get to more people. Um, I still see myself in Atlanta. Okay. Honestly, I love it here. Um, but just overall being more influential for people who want to pursue businesses. Um, okay. So that's always going to be a part of me and who I talk to and work with. But just you know, focusing probably less on the full-time lawyer and more of like a full-time inspirer <laughs> I, 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 want, I want to hear a prediction where i can see you like doing it and you did it or like i want to say yo i will have saved one million dollars and then five years after this oh shoot i said that five years ago okay give me something that we can right, point something, to something I'm, I'm gonna have paid for my car in cash mm. right i'll have done that um the car that i really want that right. we talked about right. um I will have written the book okay. that's going to be done. Um, and I will have at least three more courses. Okay. So we'll put that. You can hold me to that. She'll probably have those three more courses by the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, thank you so much. Uh, any departing words for my entrepreneurs that's thinking, uh, or even not my entrepreneurs, but people who are, who are watching that have been inspired, they want to yeah. do what you're doing. Um, any departing words? Yes. Um, I would say to... Follow those feelings that you have inside. That's where it started for me. Like, if you feel like you're going to work every day or in this relationship or whatever it might be, and you are unhappy, you are not meant to live a life where you're unhappy. That is a sign that it's time to do something different. And so start to really pay attention to um, where your passions are and where your skills are and start speaking to people who have done what you want to do. Um, you know, you don't want to look five years from now and say, dang, you know what? I should have started five years ago. You want to look five years from now and say, wow, I'm so happy that I started five years ago. And so just believe in yourself, honestly, and um, you know, don't try to eliminate those fears. And when you do have a fear about something, write it down, get it out of your head. That's what holds us back from stuff. When we have all these fears that are just in our heads. And so write down everything that you have a fear about, write down what the solution is because there is a solution for all of those fears and then write a deadline about when you're going to do that solution. And so that way that'll help you kind of practical advice to keep you moving forward. But if you want to reach out to me everywhere online, I'm Dana Thomas Law, Instagram, um, Facebook, my website, D-A-Y-N-A Thomas Law. Follower. That's what I show y'all. Thanks. Thank you. Dan. This is the story of the one. 
As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.